All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, a Thursday edition of the show. As always, streaming live on the Daily Faceoff YouTube. The show is brought to you by Botano, the 2023 EGR winner for both Best Sportsbook Operator of the Year and Best In-Play Sports Operator Awards because they got it all at Botano.ca. The game starts now with Botano, Frank Saravalli, north of the border in a hotel with some crazy funky wallpaper. What's going on? Yeah, uh, in Calgary, getting set for the Brad Tree Living Bowl tonight at the Dome. Excited for that. And then heading out uh, to Jasper, Alberta on Friday for some pond hockey with you. <laughs> yeah, it should be a ton of fun this weekend out at the Fairmont JPL. Big shout out to Tourism Jasper because we'll get to spend some time together thanks to them, which is always a fun time. Uh, Michael Delzato is going to spend a little bit here frank uh but before we get to that let's fire up four topics that have the hockey world thinking starting with the detroit red wings they pick up a win last night they were underdogs i picked them i'll give myself a plug or a shout out early on but they take down the florida panthers and continue their impressive little stretch here it was a hot start for the wings a middle part so far of the season that kind of had them slipping a hair but that hot start kept them propped up and now they're looking good again and it raises the question what are the Detroit Red Wings or maybe what do the Red Wings view themselves as Frank? Are they a team that's going to stand pat and say, Hey, making the playoffs is good this year. We'll see where we go. Or do you think Steve Eiserman's getting a little uh, itchy to pull the trigger on something? I think all of Detroit as a marketplace is pretty itchy to, to do something and get back into the playoffs where let's make Detroit hockey town again. That's really the thought process. And 
you know, you're right in breaking down this season and how it's unfolded. Good start. And then the month of December was so disastrous for this team. And then now you've got this run in 2024 where they haven't lost 6-0-1 to start the new year. They love 2024. It's been good to them. Um, and they've gotten some unique sort of contribution, so to speak. Like you you see Alex Lyon and, and the job that he's done, like he might take the mantle as as the best backup in the NHL, the best sort of non-1A guy. And that's been pretty impressive. And you saw what he did for the Florida Panthers last year, helping them get get them into the playoffs. So Lyon's been great. They've been doing it the last couple of games without Patrick Kane, which has been pretty important. And do I think the Detroit Red Wings can be a playoff team as they've knocked out the Toronto Maple Leafs out of that third spot in the Atlantic and bumped them down to a wild card? Yeah, I do. I think the bigger question is, in terms of thought process for how the Red Wings view this deadline, that's going to be the tougher part for Steve Eiserman to sort out because, you know, you want to make that next step and be a playoff team. You also don't want to approach it in any sort of an emotional way. And I got to tell you that I think last year at the deadline got emotion, got the best of Steve Eiserman because the wings lost three games in a row. I think Philip Ronick had a tough stretch and he turned around and traded him to the Vancouver Canucks. And then now I'm looking at this blue line for the wings and I think it's patchwork. I think you've gotten some good seasons from some players, but I'm not a believer in the long-term structure of the Detroit Red Wings defense. And I kind of think they could use a guy like Philip Aronik back on their blue line. So I don't know, maybe Axel Sandin Pelica, the guy that they picked with that first rounder that they got that originally belonged to the New York Islanders. Maybe that'll work itself out. But in the short term, I think they approached it too emotionally last year. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I also wonder, you talked about Alex Lyon being maybe the best third stringer backup goalie in the NHL. I wonder if there's room for the Red Wings to do a little bit of A and a little bit of B. Frankly, can you move on from a goalie or maybe a Daniel Sprong, pick up some mid-round picks, and then maybe use, I mean, they have their first, second, and third rounder for each of the next three drafts. I know it's Boston's first rounder this year and not theirs, but they have the picks to go do some big. Maybe they can scoop up a couple mid-rounders and then go, pick up a piece that helps them for years down the line, not just a rental. Yeah. Or do you go the other direction? And if you're teetering on the edge, do you trade a David Perron? I mean, I, I think there's lots of interesting conversations to have. I, I think for me, the overall posture of what the Red Wings should be, it should really only hinge on one question. And that's if we get in, which again, we've established that they can, if we get in, are we a threat? And I don't think that they've jumped to that part of the conversation yet. And until they do, unless you're getting pieces that you think can be part of your team for the long haul, meaning not rentals, then I, I don't think it makes any sense for the Red Wings to lay out future assets right now. I think that's probably fair as well. Still, you know, the Iser plan, all that stuff. We'll see what ends up happening with the wings leading up to the deadline. But Frank, you mentioned that they bumped the Toronto Maple Leafs into a wild card spot and things are still they're staying spicy in Toronto. Sheldon Keefe not really hiding his disappointment when he spoke to the media out in Calgary. A couple of quotes that stand out. He said, who are we going to rely on in those moments? Who's going to go out and get the job done? 42 games in. I still have a lot of questions, quite honestly, about who is going to go out and you can say for certain is going to get the job done for us. Frank, 
That is a damning quote considering they have four players who are soon to be making north of $10 million against the cap. Like, how can you have that much star power and still sit there and go, I don't know who I can count on. Is this a coach who's starting to feel the pressure and maybe his seat's getting warm? Oh, yeah. I think he's hearing it. He understands that this team has gotten really kind of average results and they're on track for 99 points. And maybe you could make the argument that, hey, this isn't on Sheldon Keefe. This is on the roster construction of this team and really the poor defense core that they have assembled. But let's park that for a second because you mentioned the pressure. And to me, those comments at this exact juncture, knowing that people were calling for his head on social media again, knowing that the seat or the temperature is getting turned up a bit, that was sort of Sheldon Keefe, in my view, pushing back publicly saying, this isn't on me. This is on the players. And this is on the people who are not getting the job done night in and night out. And I think the real answer is it's probably somewhere in the middle that, you know, there probably are some structure things and the way that this team plays defensively and the commitment that they make that are off kilter. And there is definitely some truth into the poor roster construction for the Leafs and how um, really this team is not set up to be a cup contender right now with all their holes on the blue line. So I think multiple things can be true at once. And I think that the Leafs are arriving at a you know, really a measuring stick point of their season. You've lost four games in a row and you're now in that wild card spot. For the most part under Keefe, anytime the Leafs have had a four game losing streak, look it up. They've bounced back in a big way. But what is this team? And who are the pieces that are going to answer when called upon? Because guess what? We could, you know, say that they've been a fine regular season team and they have, but the truth is that when they get to the playoffs, no one has been reliable and no one is the guy that steps up to help push this team to where it needs to get to. And it may be January, but I think it's still fair to ask an existential question that's plagued this team for a long time. I love that you brought up the roster construction thing because just looking at their cap picture and you said this this morning on the DFO rundown and I forgot you were harping on this in the summer, but the idea of the TJ Brody $0 buyout in the summer. When you look at that and the gamble they took on Klingberg, which it's fine to take shots on players, but at $4.1 million, you better be right when you take that kind of a shot. That is $9.15 million that I can assure you could have been spent better than those two guys. Yeah, and and I was roundly ridiculed on social media when I said at the time that the Leafs should consider a buyout for Brody just based on the unique structure. They would have gotten completely out of his $5 million for this year for $0 for this season's cap based on the way it was structured. And at the time, people were like, we can't do that. TJ Brody's our best defenseman, our best defender. And I was like, you guys, like, you're not watching. I'm telling you that TJ Brody last year was what Jake Muzzin was a couple years ago. The wheels were in the process of falling off and now everyone's seeing it, but it's too late now. And so let me say again, this Toronto Maple Leafs team, Morgan Riley is a two. He can't run a power play. They have a two, two number fours and a third pair guy who in Simone Benoit, who's been good and a couple number sevens. Tell me that that team as structured is a Stanley Cup contender. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, it's, it's tough to make the argument right now. And until they upgrade that blue line, the arguments are going to stay the same. Uh, we talked about the Red Wings off the jump. Maybe a team that will look to do a bit of A and a bit of B leading into the deadline. Out West, Frank, I have similar questions about a team in the desert, the Arizona Coyotes. We don't spend a ton of time talking about the Arizona Coyotes, but they've put together a pretty impressive first half of the season. And it has people wondering what exactly Bill Armstrong is going to get up to. That's a team with 21 wins and 21 losses. Goals four of three, goals against of three. Basically dead even in every metric you go and look out. Their power play and penalty kill basically adds up to 100%. And this is, you know, there's all the outside noise with the Yotes. And I would sit there and go, is there not a business case for them showing that area and that fan base that, hey, we want to be a winner. We want to commit a little bit and push. Or is Bill Armstrong going to sit there and say, I don't care about all that outside noise. I care about building a contender. And if we're not a true contender, then I'm just going to sell. Okay, not to be flippant, but if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there, does it make a noise? If the Yotes load up to go for a playoff spot and do or don't get in, does anyone in Arizona notice? Like, I'm not... Like I'm not, I, I know that they have a core fan base that has shown up through thick and thin and, and good on them. Like I, you could make the argument that as small as the population is that the, the Yotes have the best fan base in the league. Anyone that pays for season tickets to see what that team has been like for the last 15 years. Good on you. Honestly, you are a true hockey fan. But when I look at this, coyotes team and i think this is the way that they feel if they played in the east maybe you could make a bit of a different argument this morning they wake up their ninth in the west in points percentage they don't have a defenseman under contract for next season and i'm looking at them saying the coyotes may get in they're not a threat as daryl sutter said last year whoever plays the top seed in the west congratulations you've earned yourself a waste of eight days but moving forward this Coyotes team isn't strong enough to go through the deadline and say, you know what, we're going to stand pat. We're going to even spend future assets to get in. They they have to sell. And I think that's the reality that that is staring them in the face at this exact moment in time. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Interesting stuff. And as you look at the wild card standings there, Calgary in kind of the same mix as the Arizona Coyotes, I think maybe one difference would be Teams, people might go, what does Arizona have to sell versus, boy, look at what Calgary has to sell. And today's deadline countdown article up at dailyfaceoff.com is about the guy who's number one on the trade targets list. And that's Elias Lindholm, Frank. So let's open up this conversation with a little bit about Lindholm, the player, and maybe what he brings. We all know the success he had in the past when he was playing on that top line with Kachuk and Goudreau. Since they've left, the results and the stat line, they haven't quite been the same but what could Lindholm mean to a contending team? I think what Elias Lindholm can do is take a contending team and turn them into a favorite. Now, he's not going to take a team that's sort of outside that realm and make them a contender because I think the answer is Lindholm can't really do it on his own as the point production and numbers will show you. He had some magical years with Johnny Gaudreau and... uh and Matthew Kachuk. And that one year where all three players on that line cashed in with 40 goals is still pretty crazy. Lindholm is a great complimentary piece. And I think, you know, what you're looking at with five teams that could be in the mix for Lindholm, and you can run through them pretty quickly, Boston, Colorado, Vegas, Vancouver, 
and uh, the Winnipeg Jets, he'd be a, a great addition to those teams based on the complete nature of his game. And I think the blueprint is right in front of us in terms of what Craig Conroy and the Calgary Flames could be looking for. But I think the key in getting the most out of Elias Lindholm is really um, putting him with elite players. There's been a pretty steep drop in that production, as you mentioned. And the reason for that is just look at who he's played with and look at how his his career has changed over the last couple of years because he hasn't gotten to the slot enough. When he had 42 goals, 66% of his shots came from the slot. Last year, that dropped to 45%, and this year it's down to 37 So in two years' time, Lindholm's slots from the shot are cut in half. Well, no surprise there. His shooting percentage has gone from 18 to 12 to 7 because he's shooting from further away. So he's getting fewer opportunities, and for a guy who's really methodical and careful with the puck and pretty deliberate, you need him to play with some elite players to drag that out of him. And some of those teams that are in the Stanley cup chase have it. So we have a couple of comparable deals up at dailyfaceoff.com in this article. One of which would be the Ryan O'Reilly deal when he was sent to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I know it's complicated and there's a lot moving on here or going on here, but it basically boiled down to a first, a second and a third to get both Riley and Achari. Mini got a fourth to keep some money. The other deal would be the Bo Horvat deal when he was sent from the Canucks to the Islanders. And that was a first-round pick, a high-end prospect going back the other way. But, of course, the Islanders thought they had the inside track at re-signing Horvat. They ultimately did. So they maybe you could say paid a hair more, but they got to keep the guy long-term. Uh, Frank, when it comes to teams who might be willing to pay this kind of price tag, who are some potential fits? Yeah, I just named those five teams, Boston, Colorado, Vegas, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. The one tough part to envision for a team like Boston is is the assets. Do you have the picks and prospects to be able to get it done? Um, some of these other teams do, and I think that kind of gives them a leg up. And a team like Winnipeg is in a perfect position to do so. Could you imagine if you were the Jets and you could go Shifley 1, Lindholm 2, Adam Lowry 3? I mean... That would pretty properly position Winnipeg to to become that Stanley Cup favorite status. And when the fit has been right, Kevin Sheveldayoff has swung big. I mean, go back to the Paul Stastny edition and how much that helped that Jets team then get to the Western Conference Final. That was huge. So you mentioned the O'Reilly deal, and I think the Horvat one is a great comp too. These are both last year. And look, I mean, look at the contract that Bo Horvat ended up signing on Long Island eight times eight and a half Lindholm, I don't think is going to end up being quite that high. And Horvat got traded at a moment in time where he already had 30 goals at the halfway point of the year, 54 points in 49 games. Lindholm's not there now. I think you could make the case that his game is in a better spot than, um, than Ryan O'Reilly was last year, but O'Reilly had the Selkie at, or the Selkie, the Conn Smythe and the Stanley cup to go with it. Lindholm doesn't have those things, and he's having a down production year. You can see the path for the Flames, but um, this is going to be a huge piece that likely moves at the deadline. Yeah, someone in the chat here was saying Colorado they think would be a good fit. Uh, A couple people brought up Boston as well, so similar lines of thinking to what we have in the article. Colorado, I think, is a team that needs forward help, and when you look at how the Ryan Johansson experiment has kind of failed through 42 games, like I know the money is damn near impossible for some of these contenders, but I tend to think Colorado would be an awesome spot for Lindholm. 
Yeah, it makes sense to me. I mean, that team is like a bull in a china shop most nights. If you can have someone really composed like Lindholm, man, they'd be in a great spot. All right, let's move along to our big segment for the day. It's another edition of the Players Room with Michael Delzato. The Players Room, as always, is delivered by DoorDash for a limited time. Our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION25. Michael Delzato, the former NHLer, joins us on the show once again. And Michael, I want to start out with the team that drafted you and be, and you began your career with out with the New York Rangers. And they were humming along great to start the year but they've kind of plateaued as of late. What are your concerns with this Rangers team? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's a few things. I called it about a month ago. I thought that their record wasn't reflective of the way they were playing. Um, but you know what? The best teams win games that they probably shouldn't win. Um, you know, you're not going to have your best effort every single night. I think the goaltending situation is an interesting one because you have Quick, who's played very well. But a guy like Igor is so used to carrying, you know, playing 60, 65 plus games. Where now, if you're going back and forth rotating, he's not able to get into the swing of things. So maybe that keeps him healthy and fresh for playoffs. But I think he's got to go on a little bit of a run here uh, to get some confidence and momentum if they want to make a deep push. All right, let's head out west and talk about Vegas. Obviously, that Jack Eichel week-to-week injury looms pretty large. But they're a team that, even before that, had kind of hit a wall this season, Michael. They're fighting injuries and inconsistencies. What do you make of where the Golden Knights are at? And if you were to draw a circle around your top five or six Stanley Cup contenders, would they be in that mix? So they were my they were my team to win it all again at the start of the season. I just thought, you know, not losing too many pieces, the way they're built from the back end. Yeah, their goaltending, you know, I think surprised us last year, but their back end was they're big. Most of them can skate. They defend the front of the net very well. It makes it hard to get to the net, uh, to the dirty airs and score those goals. But injuries like any team, it, it's with the salary cap now, it's tough to tough to carry depth. Um, they're beat up. They, they went on a long run last year. It's you know, That's what makes teams like Tampa 
uh, so special with the, every year making these deep runs and still being able to do it. Uh, it's hard to stay healthy. So if they do get healthy, I still like them. Um, you know, goaltending is probably in my eyes, the, the biggest issue there. Uh, but I'm not, uh, I'm not ruling them out yet. As far as, uh, Stanley cup contenders, they were number one. I like how LA is built Colorado. You can't, uh, you can't rule out. And I think the East is just wide open. You look at the standings, there's no one that really stands out to me there and no one that, uh, I'm overly excited about winning to be quite honest with you. Michael, I want to pick your former player brain a little bit here because throughout this season, we've seen John Tortorella has been in the news a ton. And now yesterday, Sheldon Keith comes out and once again kind of calls out his team. And I'm curious for your perspective, when you were in the league and maybe a coach goes out and says something like Keith does, where he goes, I don't know who I can rely on right now, makes a big fuss in the media. How much did that land in the room? How much of a, there were there ever times where you sat there with everyone and you were like, I can't believe he's going out there and saying that. Like it's a tactic coaches use, but I guess my question is, is it actually effective when it comes to an NHL locker room? So I'd imagine they've probably had a, not even not one new, but numerous closed door meetings and they've addressed the issues there. Um, I mean, the thing with Toronto, they, they build the same team year after year and, uh, they can't get it done in playoffs. So that's, you know, as they say, the definition of insanity, right? Um, you know, they've had some players that have taken the next step, but it's still the same thing. They're struggling with goaltending. They struggle keeping the puck out of their net. You know that they can score, but come playoff time, that uh, that isn't isn't what's going to win you games. Uh, as far as calling guy, teams out or players out in the media, I think it's a last resort thing. I don't really think players love that, but if it's been addressed in the locker room, and you're trying to get a rise out of your team, you know, maybe that's the next play. I know when I had Torts early on in my career, uh, you heard it from him numerous times before uh, he was going to the media. And uh, I know he's not everyone's cup of tea and probably wasn't mine early on in my career, but uh, you at least knew where you stood with them on a daily basis. So you mentioned John Tortorella, and he has been in the news in recent weeks. <laughs> that Kevin Hayes comment that he made last week certainly got everyone's attention, but you know, having him so early on in your career, if you might've, I don't know if you bumped heads with him at, at any point, did you come to appreciate the way he coached more so after the fact when you moved on to other places? Yeah, we had plenty of FU matches back and forth, you know, early, early on in my career, uh, being an offensive defenseman, uh, he calls it, you know, playing with your swagger. And, and that's what, you know, got me to play at 19 years old and allowed me to put up those points. But while he was trying to build this team culture and trying to bring us together into winning games, he was preaching the defensive side of the puck, blocking shots, doing the little things, being a professional every single day. And at that time, I didn't really know any better. I hadn't had that type of coaching before. Um, and the good and the bad, you know, I go to an original six team and there's pressure to win every single night. You're not going to a rebuilding team who are going to give you two, three years to kind of work out the kinks and, and learn what it takes to be a professional. So uh, early on in my career, I, I can't say – uh, we got along that well, or I loved him. But then I had him again at 29 years old uh, when I played in Columbus and was one of my favorite years because I, I kind of got to show him uh, not only the player, but the person I'd become and a lot of it from him, uh, thickening my skin, making me into uh, making me a lot tougher than, than I was when I came in the league. Um, so I know with him, he's going to be in, he's going to be in the media, you know, weekly. Uh, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He, he, he tells it how it is. But uh, I think he is very misunderstood. And I know from some of the other coaches I've had, uh, he's definitely been my favorite because, again, you know where you stand every single day with him. Whether you like it or, or, or love it, his messaging, you at least uh, know he's going to be honest with you. 
So you were a young offensive defenseman who starts his career with John Tortorella. And now you look at the Philadelphia Flyers. They just went out, made a big splash, got Jamie Drysdale, young offensive defenseman, who's now going to have to kind of, in a way, go through what you did. If you could give Jamie Drysdale one piece of advice for how to deal with John Tortorella, what would it be? Um, well, he's lucky, you know, Torts is softened up quite a bit and I, I still give him a hard time to this day about it. He's softened up. He understands the game is a lot different than it was when I came in or even when he was coaching before and they won the cup in, in 04, I think it was in Tampa, uh, just a different type of athlete now and, and guys making the money that they are at, uh, at a young age, you know, they have a little bit more power than the coaches would have, uh, years ago. So I think with Drysdale, he won't have an issue. He can skate. He defends well. He puts the work in. Um, there won't be any troubles there. And, and Torts has done, you know, a fantastic job with, uh, the roster they have this year. And I hope they get in the playoffs because they're going to be a tough team to, to get out. Frank flew up to Calgary. I'm in Edmonton. You are somewhere much warmer for that. So for that, I hate you, but for hopping on the show and giving us great insight, I appreciate you. So thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for having me guys. I appreciate it. Moving along to our daily face-off inbox question, hashtag AskDFO, and it is brought to you by Tourism Jasper. Jasper in January is taking place now until January 28th. They got the street party going on in a couple of weeks, nine days from now, actually. And we even got the Pond Hockey Tournament, Frank, out at Lake Mildred. Things kick off tomorrow night under the lights out on the lake in Jasper. It is going to be a fantastic time. If you want to find out more about how you can enjoy Jasper in January, head to jasper.travel slash january frank it's gonna be a good weekend i don't know what we did to deserve this weather plus digits in jasper with some sun yeah this weekend oh man we we lucked out big time we did uh hashtag ask dfo we got one in from andrew who's been active this week frank and i know we've talked about this a little bit over the last seven to ten days but he wants to know if you have a favorite landing spot for mark andre Fleury if he becomes available colorado I like I said, I think I mentioned it on yesterday's show. Avs Golden Knights West Final. What a juicy storyline that would be. And I'd just like to see him get another crack at a cup because yes, his name is on there three times already. But the last two, I think I don't want to say it left a sour taste in his mouth because you'd never get him to say it. But the way that it played out with Mike Sullivan and kind of casting him aside the first chance he could get to turn to Matt Murray that I think that probably really hurt. And obviously he's continued to play well since then that um, that was a tough spot kind of leading to the end in Pittsburgh and for him to get another chance, even maybe as the backup this time around would be pretty awesome. That would be an unbelievable story heading into the postseason. Uh, let's move along to our daily bets for the day where I nailed that nice little uh, Detroit Red Wings money line pick plus 170, Frank. It was a juicy payout. I'm just checking. To, I'm double checking if I hit my Mac Chuck, but I did not. You only had one shot, but still back to back profitable days. We'll look to keep it rolling here on a Thursday over on Botano.ca. You're at the tree living bowl tonight. I'm siding with Brad's current team in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Listen, this team has hit the skids as of late. Calgary is red hot. And what is the result of that? This line is set a lot closer than it probably would have been even two weeks ago. So I really like going with the Toronto Maple Leafs on the money line. Simply put, Frank, I think they are due for a bounce back. I'm betting on not a positive trend, but a negative trend coming to an end. And then for my player prop today, a couple of players at one and a half. Brock Faber has been my boy when it comes to the shot props. He was on a run where he hit it in seven in a row, but he's missed in back-to-back. 
That has brought his price tag down from about minus 180 to minus 140. Play him with Charlie Coyle, who is red hot. Six straight hits for Charlie Coyle, who's having a banger of a season. Play him together. Plus 158 is the pick. Frank, what do you think of the Leafs taking down the Flames tonight? I wouldn't touch the game. I don't like it. I I think the Leafs, especially after what was said, yeah, they're going to be fired up. But I think the Flames have been playing well. They've won four straight. And... They've got their old GM coming to town that I'm sure they'd like to send a message. So it's not juicy enough at plus 110 to make me want to grab the flames, but I don't really love the Leafs either. Let's move along to garbage time. Day three is live in the daily face-off survivor game brought to you by Wendy's. Frank, people can have their picks now. If you're still alive, all the credit to you because it has been a dagger of a week. If you're out like Frank and I, well, then reset. Go think about your decisions. Think about your picks and maybe over the new Wendy's Bacon Portobello Mushroom Melt back for a limited time. Order it today at Wendy's or on the Wendy's app. Garbage time, Frank. Quite the story developing here as Cody Hodgson has been signed to a tryout by the Milwaukee Admirals. 33 years old, Frank, has not played in the NHL since 2015-16. He was a top 10 pick back in 2008. This has the potential to be one of the best stories of the year. Yeah, it really does. And especially with some of the medical issues that he dealt with the last, you know, few years from to fully get healthy again. I know that his weight had ballooned and he was really working to try and get back to game shape. Obviously, he's put in that work and to do it. Let's see where it goes. Obviously, a really talented player that had carved out a great NHL career for himself and earned a really nice contract, but wasn't really able to live up to it. And, uh, led probably to a sour exit to his career. No matter what happens, I just like that anyone has a chance to go back and do it on their own terms. Even if it doesn't work out, you know that at the end of the day, you did everything you could to get there. And that's what makes for a great story. Yeah. A hundred percent. A nice little personal redemption for Cody Hodgson as he looks to make a comeback, certainly wishing him all the best. That is a wrap on today's edition of the show. Shout out to our producer, Gavin Turnick, Pat Puff on the graphics and Michael Delzato for swinging by with another edition of the player's room. Enjoy the games tonight. Hockey fans we will be back. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right, hockey fans, listen up, because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.